0: Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. This is episode number five, Men's Role with Submissive Women. And I wanted to read a couple of quick verses and then get started right into it. Uh, Colossians 3, verse 18 through 20 says, Wives, submit unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. That's the key there. Uh, is he telling you to do things that are unfit, not in the Lord? Like, what does God want you to do, Right. So we should always obey God rather than men. But verse 19, husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. That one's kind of key in your relationship with each other. And then verse 20, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. This is a big one, and we'll talk about that on another episode, but... Not only do you have your role with your wife, but you also are supposed to be exhibiting that proper role with your children. Do your children see that your wife is important, that she is an equal, that she is the authority in the, in the home for, for them? Uh, then does she also properly see or, that you are the authority for your wife in a loving manner? So there's a whole lot in there, but Colossians chapter three, you might want to read the whole chapter. And then I would encourage you, if you do want to discuss men's role uh, with submissive wives in regards to being unequally yoked, uh, a believing spouse with a spouse who does not believe the Bible, you should definitely read first Corinthians seven. If you're interested in that unequally yoked aspect and uh, divorce. All right. Now let's get into men's role with submissive women. So the last two episodes, we talked about what it means to be a submissive woman and that the world's got it wrong. So when they hear that, the world naturally cringes and gets angry at it, right? And, and that's not the way it should be for believers. Number one, the first point here is that we have a role as men versus a different rank than our wife. Now I'm taking this from the army we had a very simple structure in the army. It's you have rank and you submit to the higher ranks. Simple as that no brainer. Nobody cares about the race, religion, or gender, right? If their rank is higher, you submit, you do what they tell you. However, in my field, um, we had what was called an aircraft commander and I flew the unmanned aircraft rank didn't matter when you were the aircraft commander, when you were flying this, you know, several million dollar piece of equipment. So when you were in charge, you had been signed off, you had met certain requirements and you'd accepted the responsibility and signed off by your commander that you were in charge of that aircraft. And now you were the commander and had the say, so in flying that aircraft, regardless of who stepped in and what rank they had, that means I'm a specialist low ranking in the totem pole, right? An officer steps in and tells me I need to fly the aircraft over to a certain direction, or I need to do something with that aircraft. And I have the authority to tell my higher ranking uh, superior. No, now I've done that on multiple occasions when the ranking officer did not understand the requirements that I had or the regulations that I had to follow or the airspace restrictions that were in place at the moment. Um, they just didn't have the knowledge to order me around and tell me to do something. If I had done it, I, I would have crashed a $16 million aircraft. So it was my role as aircraft commander disregarded rank. It didn't matter if the person who was next to me was of equal rank, or higher rank, I had a specific designated role that I had to fulfill to make sure that that aircraft came back safe and that we protected our troops. So the point on this is equality in rank versus position in the role you are fulfilling. As husband and wife, you may be equal, and you are according to the eyes of God, and we'll read a verse about that in a moment, But your position as husband and wife requires one to actually submit to the other. In the husband and wife relationship, the Bible states that the husband is the aircraft commander and the other person must submit and follow directions. Simple. Doesn't matter that they are of equal rank. The husband is the aircraft commander and he has authority. So that needs to be understood. But the point is, the point that men and women are equal in the eyes of God is is throughout the whole Bible. But Genesis 3, verse 26 says, For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And I'm sorry, that's Galatians 3.26, not Genesis. So it is very clear in the Bible, there is neither male or female with God. The Bible's not saying that the female is inferior. The Bible's saying male and female are equal, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are heirs according to the promise. That means you're both children of God. In God's eyes, we are equal. There's nothing, he doesn't differentiate between male or female. We are both human beings that he has created, and we are equal. We are all one in Christ Jesus. Men and women have different roles when they become husband and wife. Ephesians 5 states that very clearly. Verse 22, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Anyone who says that the gender doesn't matter, it's talking about spouses submit, is incorrect if you look at the original greek and hebrew when the bible talks about these things it is very specific about gender male or female gender languages it does not allow you to make that mistake god inspired the bible word for word and the original language clearly separates gender roles in the bible verse 23 for the husband is the head of the wife even as christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So very clearly, the wives are supposed to submit in everything. And if you are equals, the woman was created as a help meet for the man in the husband and wife relationship, then she is supposed to help him and meet him on that same level playing field as equals that, Hey, I'm going to help you get this task done. Well, what's the task for the husband and wife to lead the household physically, spiritually, mentally, in every way to lead the household, to be uh, raised godly families. So that. They can then leave the household and cleave to their husband or wife and become one flesh and raise godly families and tell other people about Jesus Christ. That is our role. That is the purpose of why we are here on earth if we're a believer in Jesus Christ. What is our role as husband and wife? The wife, the wife's role is to help the husband achieve those goals. So in everything, the wife must be submissive to her husband to accomplish the godly tasks, remember, we're to obey God rather than men. If he chooses to do an ungodly task, well, then you've got a decision on whether or not you're going to submit to your husband or not. But in this regard, we're talking about godly husbands and wives. As godly husband and wives attempting to reach a goal, we have thousands of responsibilities. If the man does it all and the woman does nothing, is she really helping him? Well, no, of course not. So the whole point is, The husband would have to delegate responsibility. If the woman has to submit, then the man and the woman together must discuss which roles, which responsibilities, which things will be done by which person. A woman submitting to the husband might be where they agree together and the husband helps tries to delegate some of that authority and says, I want you to be in charge of X, Y, Z. So the woman becoming the authority and taking over and running a segment of the household is actually her submitting to him because they chose together to do those things. A husband's role is to be the head or the leader in the home. 1 Corinthians 11.3 says, But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Every man, praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoreth his head. But every woman that prayeth or pros- prophesieth, with her head uncovered, dishonoreth her head. For that is even all as if she were shaven. For if the woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. But if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. For man indeed ought not to cover his head, forasmuch as he is the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of the man. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Verse 9. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. You have to understand God's intention. That God created men and women for different roles. It can't be any more clearer than that. Man was not created for the woman. The woman was created for the man. Adam and Eve. To be a helpmeet. She came out of the man. God took a rib of Adam and created the woman to help him. Now, regardless of whether or not you like that, that is what the Bible says. So you can be mad at me. I don't care. But if you understand that God allows for equality among all of humankind, including husbands and wives, and yet with different roles. So that's what you have to understand. It's not that women is, a woman is less than a man, but when she chooses to take the role of a wife, she has chosen to submit because that is what the role of the wife is in that husband and wife relationship. Now, what is the man supposed to do? The Bible clearly talks about what the man is supposed to do in this submissive relationship. Number one, love. Ephesians 5.25, husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. How did Christ love the church? He died for it. Number one, if you're not willing to die for your wife, there's a problem. Then the word for love there is agape. That means unconditional. You must love unconditionally. Unconditionally. That is as opposed to the phileo love, which is brotherly love that we're to have for all mankind, as opposed to the eros love, which is the erotic, romantic, butterfly feelings love. Okay, different kinds of love here in the Bible, just so you're aware of that. The man's role also requires knowledge, knowledge of the woman and her needs and her desires and her personality. This refers to knowledge as science, factual, regardless of what you think about it. Two plus two still equals four. It's a scientific fact. So men need to have knowledge, factual information about women. First Peter three, five through seven says for after this manner in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves being in subjection unto their own husbands. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. Verse 7. Dwell with them according to knowledge. Do you understand, first of all, the differences between men and women? The differences in the types of love that a woman may feel or want versus the type of love that you must give, which is the agape love that I need to be willing to protect her, to provide for her, to lead her spiritually and through life so that we can be successful in God's view of success, which would also mean taking care of the household financially so that you are not in debt. So that you're handling your money the right way so that you can successfully lead the family to a future to where you and your wife together are leaving an inheritance for your children as the Bible commands. All of that knowledge, that type of love that you need to have is that you will do what needs to be done and love your wife without restraint, with total sacrifice. With the willingness to give your entire being for, to to lay down your life for, to live your life for her. And yet, be the leader and the authority. Don't be the doormat that because you love her, you do everything she tells you. Because that is contrary to scripture. Jesus Christ loved the church in that verse, right? Ephesians 5.25. Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Did Christ love the church so much that he did everything that the church asked him? No, he defied the church. He went into the temple, overthrew the money changers and the tables. He defied the church to the extent that the church had him killed. Christ loved the church so much that he did things the church didn't want. So as men, if you're going to love your wives as Christ loved the church, if you find out that God wants you to go a certain way in your life and you need to lead your household a certain way and your wife doesn't want to, that's where submission comes in. That's where you become the leader and show the agape love and you lead your family in the way that needs to be done, regardless of whether or not she wants it. Now you've got a whole nother set of problems. How do you get her? That's the leading part to accept that, to submit, to actually go down that road and do the things that she doesn't want to do. That's actually for her good, right? That, that goes down to the The base knowledge that you need to have about someone's desires, their personalities, their needs as a separate gender than yours, you know, she's a female, you're a male, so you need to understand the emotional aspect and the things that go along with that, right? You also need to understand the science behind a woman, naturally leaner muscles, less body mass. So if you're walking home from the store and you're carrying a 200 pound television or whatever it is that you bought from the store, the knowledge that the wife is weaker should lead you to carry that and not force her to carry it and submit and be a slave for you. Right? So what about the knowledge of just a woman's basic physiology? The fact that women menstruate and they have a monthly cycle where they are actually hurting and need cared for. Or the fact that, you know, for several days or a week prior to that, they're more emotional and they need cared for. And you need to be careful what the things you say around them that could be taken the wrong way. I mean, there's a whole host of things in there. And that word knowledge, which is gnosis or gnosis, which actually is science. So you need to have the science spend your life trying to figure it out what it is that a woman needs so that you can love her properly. So that's, that's huge. There's, there's a whole lot in there that you have to understand that you have to spend your life trying to discover. So men, in order to be the leader, in order to, to be the head of the household, the authority in the home of a submissive woman requires that you have the proper love, the agape love, the proper knowledge or science about a woman, as well as being able to give proper honor or respect to the woman. So you got to look at that last part of the verse seven, where it says, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. So there's two ways to look at that. First of all, the weaker vessel, literally in the Bible, the weaker word means of less strength and vessel just refers to something that is used or made. I'm thinking pottery back in that time period when they, when they talked about vessels. If a woman is weaker, are we referring to physical aspects? Potentially. Yeah. Are you referring to um, maybe spiritual aspect? And then you have the emotional aspect, which generally speaking, I think everyone would agree that that women are more sensitive and susceptible and thus weaker when it comes to emotions than men are. Men are able to be more stoic and and push down their emotions and fight through their emotions. And, you know, men understand sometimes, especially when it comes to war, you know, it doesn't matter what your emotions are. You have to fight the battle or you're going to die. So things like that, where men are stronger. So you have that whole physiology aspect of, of the human beings that maybe that's saying you need to honor your wife because she's weaker and you need to help hold her up and you need to protect her and cherish her and you need her. So you've got to have that honor for her to, to help her, even though she was created to help you. So it's mutual respect and love. Right. And then the other aspect I like to look at this is when it says weaker vessel is the idea of, you know, you have special China plates that you pull out for special occasions. Maybe, uh, maybe it's more of an, an older generation type thing, but I'm sure you're aware of like your grandparents who have a China cabinet where they, they never use those plates except for on Thanksgiving or something like that. Right. So these weaker vessels are more prone to break. Right they're more fragile, but they're more beautiful. They're more special. They're more valuable. And that's why we treat them with special honor. And we very carefully dry them. We, we display them and we put them up in, in a China cabinet so everyone can see that we treat these with special honor and respect. Right? So I look at the wife that way as well. My wife is my queen. She's the warrior woman to fight by my side and to help me, right? But she's my queen. I'll die for her and my children know that. She is a weaker vessel in my eyes as the fragile piece of China that is lifted up on a pedestal as, um, look at her. She's beautiful and awesome and and I, I want people to know that she's mine and I will protect her. So multiple aspects there in regards to that weaker vessel and giving her proper honor as is due her but throughout all of this we have to understand that it is a mutual thing the submission and love husband and wife together should always be on the same page remember the book of genesis it says that the two shall be one. First peter 3 8 says finally you should all be of one mind having compassion one for another love as brethren be pitiful be courteous not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing but contrary wise blessings Knowing that you are hereunto called, that you should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil. Watch what you say when you fight with your wife, right? And his lips, that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. You should try and seek peace in your relationship with your wife. The two of you should be together as one on the same page, working together. And yes, you'll have spats and disagreements and arguments at times, but you need to always reconcile that and be peaceful. We need to submit to each other at different times, not always being submissive to one for everything. Remember, we're not tyrants. All right. Ephesians 5.21, right before it says, wives submit unto your own husbands. Verse 21 says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And then it points out in verse 22, wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. So believers should be submitting to one another. And if you and your wife are believers, there are times when you will have to submit to each other and compromise, right? So that should be something that you are willing to do and able to discuss. Don't forget that we must always work on ourselves first when it comes to this submissive thing. Husbands, we need to work on that love with honor and knowledge and wives You need to work on the submission part because that is contrary to human nature. And it's important that we both work on ourselves because this needs to work together. And if I'm always focusing on my wife needing to submit, well, that's just going to piss her off. And if she refuses to acknowledge that she needs to submit and only wants to talk about how, well, I need to love her anyway, even if she doesn't submit because it's supposed to be without condition, right? Well, that's wrong too. Yes, the husband should do that. But with a believing wife, if she's not willing to submit, then she's got the problem. So yes, the husband needs to work on his stuff and not focus on making the wife submit because then that's out of force. Then the wife needs to focus on submitting out of love, understanding that she's not inferior, that she is his equal. And because she loves him, she's chosen to submit to him and not focus on the things that the husband lacks, you both work on yourselves, get closer to God, get right with God, do your role properly. And the other one is between them and God. And then if you still need help, and you've you feel that you're perfect at your job, or you are at the point where you can both agree that there's a problem, then you seek counseling from a wise Christian counselor who will open the Bible and help you both individually achieve your goals with God and then ultimately with each other. You can't go to a psychologist or some worldly person out there who refuses to acknowledge the natural roles that God has instilled in men and women. Because once you do that, you're going to make the problem worse. So look at Matthew 7, verse 1 through 5. It says, Judge not that you be not judged, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with what measure you meet, it will be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in your brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote out of your own eye, and behold, a beam is in your own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of your own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. So a mote is like a speck. If your wife or this is referring to any Christian comes up to you and you notice they have something wrong with them. Your wife's not submissive enough. That's a speck. You don't even realize that you have a beam, a two by four sticking out of your own eye. And you're going to try and reach over there and, and, and pick that little speck out of, out of her eye deal with yourself first. That's what it's saying. Don't be a hypocrite. All right. The conclusion to all of this is according to the Bible, our rank as husbands is not lording it over our wife as some sort of general in charge of her we are equals the role that we hold is a husband but in god's eyes as believers we are equals we both have the same worth the wife's role was created as a helper for the husband now the husband must be the leader and the wife must be willing to follow if you can't be a good leader and if you can't be a good follower you need to work on yourselves so this requires mutual submission and love at different times when it's required. Ecclesiastes 3, one: to everything there is a season and at a time to every purpose under the heaven. When it comes to this submission thing and the authority that God has given to men, you can abuse it. So don't. Because your wife will hate you and you'll end up getting divorced. Or you'll end up being a doormat and just doing whatever she says to try and keep her happy. And then what kind of man are you? You know, I've known people in my life who I've known for years who have gradually given up and chosen instead to focus on the love aspect only. I'm going to be a man that loves my wife as Christ loved the church and forget to investigate how Christ loved the church. That Christ did not always do what the church wanted. That Christ knew what was best for the church. That Christ was willing to defy the church, argue with the church to the point where they kicked him out of the church and then crucified him because God knew what was right. I've known men who focused on the wrong kind of love and became submissive to the woman, and years later, you can see it in their eyes. They're defeated. They have no authority. Don't become that kind of man. Understand that God has given you authority, and you need to use it correctly. That means there's a lot of work, a lot of learning involved. And this little podcast is not enough. You need to get in the Bible and understand what your role as a man is. Investigate. Search it out. Work on yourself. Pray. But above all, know that it is not wrong to be a manly man and to have authority in the household. It is not wrong to have a submissive wife. But the Bible also says, let all things be done in moderation. And the Bible also says that we must submit one to another as believers. So there may be times that you need to submit to your wife and admit you were wrong. And there are most assuredly times in this present day, in this culture, where the woman needs to realize that she has to submit. If you can't have this conversation with your wife, if you can't sit down and listen to this podcast and agreeably discuss what the Bible says outside of our own cultural preferences, what does the Bible actually say? And what does that mean in my life? If you can't do that, then how are you ever going to have a meaningful relationship with your spouse? You don't have to always agree, but you do have to always agree that the Bible is right. And maybe try and discover together what that means in your personal lives. I know it's hard. My wife and I have been to counseling. I never thought counseling would work, but we we did it. We actually learned a few things about each other that was very difficult for us to come to terms with as far as the way we view things and the way we handle things and the way we listen to each other and the way we talk to each other. And it's a lifelong process. One of my friends in my men's group at church has stated that he's been married for over 50 years and he still doesn't understand his wife and he's still learning. Don't give up, don't give up. Remember, God loves you. Remember your love for your wife and always persevere. If you're struggling with this submissiveness thing, I would encourage you to sit down with your spouse Listen to some of these podcasts, write down the Bible verses that I mention, and both of you read them together and then separately agree to a time that you will read these Bible verses and then come back the next day and continue the conversation to share what you both have discovered be very careful of seeking influence from worldly sources. They will most assuredly steer you in the wrong direction. It should be between you and God and your spouse, not between you and God and some online person who is twisting scripture to whatever their beliefs are, or whatever culture currently says. The Bible is true, no matter what culture says. As always, You can comment or reach me at angrypatriot42 at yahoo.com if you have questions or would like some further answers. And until next time, may God bless you.